Killing the Business is on the air, and this is your main event of the evening with the one-hour time limit. The man in charge of this episode is your host, Vic Muscat. He is 6'3", 240 pounds. This is Aaron Black. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing extremely well. And compared to last week, last week with the heat wave and everything, I hope it's not hot over where you're at. Uh, no, I'm in Ohio, so it is raining. It's better uh, than not, not better than like 100 degree weather. Uh, yeah, till till the basement starts to leak a little bit, then then it gets a little scary. We've had a few floods. Uh, my three year old recently thought it would be cute to pull the upstairs um master bathroom sink and let the water go. Oh, yeah, yeah. that that's not going to be fun. And here I am going down to the basement, and I just see this water pouring down. Like, and I'm like, what the what the fuck? What the hell's going on here? Yeah, I came down uh, last year, just bought the house and uh, finished basement and uh, covered my foot in water. And I've got collectibles, TV, my Playstations, everything down here. It was it was not fun. I was not happy. Yeah, I have to elevate all my shit because every winter yeah. snow melts, basement floods a little bit. Yeah, we got everything uh, up now, so that's that's good. Home ownership, isn't it fun? Oh, it's a blast! I've got so many projects; it's not even funny. Just when you think you caught up with all your projects, new ones pop up. Yeah, yeah, I got a, I got a room I got to finish doing. I got a bathroom sink that needs fixed too, and then yard work is never done. Yeah, it's fun; never ends. No, no but it's, better, it's better than getting screwed up the butt with rent these days. Yo, yeah, yeah. Uh, I pay eight here, and we were paying seven at an apartment and for a two bedroom, and we got three dogs, and it was like we got a giant backyard now, fenced in. It, it's a lot better to own than rent. Yeah, it is definitely. So, in the world of professional wrestling. Who is Aaron Black? Oh, uh, man, that, that, that's the question everybody always wants to know. Uh, basically, I've uh, been doing this for about a year now. No, no. Wow, almost a year and a half. Wow. Uh, time flies, man. Um, but I just like to go beat up people. Pretty much that's 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 who i am nothing wrong with that getting some frustrations out on the knuckleheads out there yeah and and I, i've i've met quite a few of them what are the three things that you're grateful during your career um i would have to say i've made two very good friends um and i work mainly at a company uh, called uh, Savage Anarchy Wrestling in Marion, Ohio. And it's a great locker room. And I also had the opportunity to meet um, a man who I was a big fan of probably, I think that was about two months ago in uh, Madman Fulton. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen Madman Fulton. He's a fucking beast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just had the opportunity to watch him live for the second time. Uh, against a young lady named Danny Jackson. It was 
I was scared for that poor girl. <laughs> you don't want to piss him off, definitely. No, no. My first interaction with him was uh, was hilarious. He come out yelling and screaming that uh, the show we were on better be over by 10 o'clock because Dairy Queen closes. And if he doesn't get to Dairy Queen, he's beating the shit out of everybody. <laughs> uh, but he's a great guy. I, I really enjoyed meeting him. So did you always want to be, be a professional wrestler a professional wrestler, or was it something that just the opportunity was there and you took it? Um, so a little bit of both, actually. I'm 30. Wow. Yeah. 33 years old. And uh, I always wanted to be a professional wrestler when I was growing up. I did projects on it, you know, the whole thing. Um, and I started training when I was 18, uh, about an hour and a half away from where I'm at, driving a Ford Ranger. And even back then, <laughs> when you're getting paid $300 every two weeks, driving a Ranger. And then um, my great-grandma got sick, and I had to quit to help take care of her. Um, and I kind of thought I was at an age where it's never going to happen. You know, there's no point in trying anymore, you know. and uh, Started my new job, and one of my best friends was associated with this company. Does the ring announcing for the company I'm with, Saul, and uh, joking around with him about taking a, a stunner better than than The Rock used to. And he told me, "Well, his buddy owns a company, and if I can do that, I should come up there." And I was like, "Let me know." This was during COVID, so nobody was doing anything. Um, and little bit, once they started relaxing all those things, they had me uh, come up, did my tryout, and the rest is history, so they said. Tell us, tell us a little bit about your training, about your wrestling school. How long did it take you from your first day of training to your first match? Oh, I, I trained basically, I started want to say may and my first match was in october so i've trained most of the summer and it was uh it was one of those things where i got there and i was told i was going to be on the show i was told i was supposed to play a bodyguard you know being my size that's normally how you start bodyguarding for somebody um and there was a cancellation or a no-show. And uh, they're like, hey, you have to fight this young lady. And I was like, awesome. So yeah, it was, it was, you know, I was nervous to be in front of the crowd. And then all of a sudden, now I have to have my first match. But um, it was a great match. Uh, I faced a girl named Megan D. Francisco, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, um, took great care of me and helped me throughout the whole thing. So, I was going to ask you how were the nerves during your first match because you're right. I mean, you just your first match is like in front of everyone and you got to perform. Yeah. Um, it was, it's one of those things, man, where you walk out and my, at least for me, it was like, holy shit. Um, okay. And I wrestle heel, and 
the manager I was with at the time, uh, for some reason, was the biggest heel in in the company. So it was very easy for me to get the heat. Um, but all of a sudden, these people are booing you, and I know they're supposed to, but still, it's one of those things where it's like, wow, like you guys don't even know me, bro. Um, but the second. The second they said, I mean, the bell rang, I was, I was in it, man. And it was the biggest high I think you could ever get, legally at least. Legally, that's, that's I don't a, know anything about it. <laughs> like, do, do you prefer being a heel or do you, would you wrestle as a face? I will wrestle as a face. I have never wrestled as a face um, because as my friends will tell you, I am a natural asshole. Um, and also, like I said, man, I'm 33. I don't want to take all those bumps. I think a natural asshole is that's, those are the type of guys that, you know, have nothing to hide. Everything's right on the table. Yeah, like secrets, nothing like that, and that's what people don't like. They don't like someone being truthful and being open. Oh yeah, yeah. I I have no problem telling you, like, hey, you're you're being retarded, like stupid. You need to sit down and shut the fuck up, or I'm gonna put hands on you. Yeah. I was making fun of a, a quadriplegic strip clubs, and it was crawling with pussy. I mean, it's, it's like, and I don't have no promise, you know, making jokes like that. And people, if, yeah. People can't take my sense of humor. Sorry, but you know. Yeah, I mean, I I found that I know what lines not to cross, but it's I also like to get right up next to them. Like kind of like I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you as your fingers yeah. right in your face. Yeah, uh at, saw there's a couple of indigenous wrestlers that we have and and I, I I skirted real close to over the line with those two um but it was it, it was all good fun and and they knew it and I don't think I would have tried to pull it against somebody that I didn't know as well as those two and they gave it right back so the the promoter and the booker at the time uh, were very, very nervous as to what we had planned that night. And it was, it went over pretty well. So. Like with all the knuckleheads and professional wrestlers, do you have any issues with the fans who think they're cute and try to like go after you? Uh, I've got some things on Facebook uh, through messenger, a couple of threats, nothing that I, you know, it's that, that old saying, as long as dogs uh, bark and it can't bite shit, you know, I, I don't, I've never had anybody come at me, like, at a show, but I get afterwards, like, all the time. I mean, I take that back. I did have one family member, uh, wrestler's family member say something to me and give me a little punch in the arm, but it was, it was nothing too serious. So pretty much you have your keyboard warriors and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's twenty twenty two. That's all anybody's really gonna do. Yeah, but that's a real dick move. DMing a wrestler. I mean, you put, you put you have Twitter. You know, you can say like, "Oh, this guy sucks." But if you DM, 
them personally. Isn't that crossing the line? Um, I, I, I think it's one of those things where, especially if you're a heel, it's something you should expect. Um, I, my trainer uh, was very, very big on letting me know what I was in for you know, especially wrestling heel. Um, he had a few incidences, like he had his uh, car broken into. He had uh, somebody basically crack his skull outside of a show um, to the point where he had to crawl and grab his gun to save himself. But, uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, you are fucking just idiots these days. I swear to God. Well, he wasn't even involved in the situation in which they were upset about. <laughs> morons on top of it yeah um but they uh they 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 made sure i knew that i i was and so i took great lengths to keep aaron black and all of wrestling away from my family uh so they don't have to deal with it so yeah, this has been incidents where fans will message you right, family members. Yeah, and that's that's uh, you just want to fucking kick kick their teeth in. I uh, you. Yeah, that's one thing I don't I don't play around with is people messing with my family. Um, but like I said, I, I I don't. You're never gonna see pictures of any of my family on my on my social media accounts or anything like that. So. What's the worst injury you ever got? Oh, one of my good friends. Uh, I was facing him in a match in a triple threat, and uh, he came down on my. I didn't know he was was coming yet. He was going off the top rope, and it screwed my back up completely, uh, to the point where. Um, I basically was non-existent in the entire match. And, and of course, professional wrestlers don't have insurance. No, no. Um, luckily, I was able to get some stuff on it. Um, just I had a couple days off and was able to just kind of relax a little bit. Um, I do have great insurance through my shoe job, which is great, but. I mean, seeing all the, you know, stunts that go wrong, and of course you were injured, injured, and just see on TV, what makes you want to do this? It's the love, man. I love going out there and performing in front of people. Um, like I said, it's, it's one of the greatest feelings, it, it, even with them booing and getting mad at me. I love it. I, I, I love antagonizing people. It is one of my favorite things to do. It's probably why all my exes left. But because um, I'll pick a fight. And it is so fun. And I'm a creative person. Um, I used to do a lot of arts and, and stuff. And I just I don't have time anymore. And this is my artistic outlet now. Okay. Good reason. Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> and there was, is there something that you wish you know right now that you wished you knew when you first started wrestling? 
Um, I, I think I didn't come into it with the mindset of professional right away. I think that was something that, you know, I, when I say that, I mean, like, you're showing up to work and somebody is paying you to do a job you should make sure that you are the best at that job that you're being paid to do. Whether or not you're number one on the call, you know, the first match or the main event. And I used to basically do my match and just kind of mess around with the guys, be on the phone. And it's something over time that I've learned, you know, a real professional is going to sit there and he's going to watch the match because he's going to, a, pick up on something that he didn't know. He's going to see what works, what doesn't. And it gives me an opportunity to sharpen my skills through watching other people's. And I didn't really catch that right away. So now, I mean, at work, I'm, I drive tow motor in my shoot job and I drive around just cutting promos which is very easy because everybody upsets me at my job because nobody knows what they're doing. But, you know, when you work with a bunch of 18 and 19 year old kids, if they they show up, you're lucky. Yeah. So I just, you know, I shoot promos on on them. I, 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 on my breaks, I'm watching wrestling, um, old YouTube stuff, um, old Hernandez, uh, our truth, uh, Madman Fulton, and recently I've discovered the brilliance of one William Regal. Yeah, definitely legend. Mm-hmm. So when you so all the wrestling that you've watched, you know, and your knowledge, this is this is in wrestling in general. There's no not targeting any promotion. If you can stop one thing and start another to generate more fans to watch, what would they be? If I could start, stop something and start something else? Yes. Uh, man, that's a, that's a, see, the thing about wrestling is it's got something for everybody. So I don't, I mean, there are people that every, every place is different, you know, um, and everything, it, I mean, personally for me, I, I kind of got my wish. I wanted, you know, the PG era to end, but I'm a, I'm an attitude guy. So I want people to get back back then. Yeah. I want, and in my opinion, this is why the stories were better, not just the storylines, but the in ring night to night story. You're, You're right. All we see, all you saw before was, the same old matches time and time again with the same old boring stories. So it's like, why is this on TV? It's like, why is this? It used to make my head hurt. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's not just, it's not just that. It's um, uh, Shawn Michaels, one of the best to ever do it. Nobody's going to argue that. And if they do, they've never seen professional wrestling, but Shawn Michaels will throw one or two super kicks. And then I see people throw 16 in a match. And they can't end the match. Sean throws two, 
if it's like a big name, like Taker or Austin or some or Roster. This is yeah. But normally he throws one super kick and everybody goes night night. But everyone else is throwing seventeen in in, in a match. It, it's it's not. I don't need finish finish finisher 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 and then here watch this finish and let's take it home. Uh, tell me a story. Yeah. I geez, it makes my fucking head hurt to think a couple of weeks ago uh, someone on Facebook was saying that the super kick is a finisher. And I was like, no, it's not. I see it all the time on AEW. Young Bucks do it all the time. You know, no, 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 no. It's not, not a wrestling move. It's a finishing move. I mean, I was like, don't you watch wrestling? I mean, what? You know, it's just. It can still be a finisher if it's respected. But you got to respect the move. I mean, I see people throw Canadian destroyers in the middle of a match. And there was a time when, uh, oh, my gosh, Petey Williams. Petey Williams, yep. Yeah. Uh, He – he wouldn't hit a Canadian destroyer unless like he wouldn't even, you would, he would go 15 minutes before you even saw him attempt it. Yep. You're right. And now people are doing it from the top ropes and kicking out. So, I mean, it's just, I mean, my finish is the William Regal knee, just the knee to the side of the head. Now, there are people that do that regularly, but it's how you do it. You know, the respect yeah, behind it. Like Shawn Michaels wasn't just a super kick, it was sweet chin music. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like its own, like its own creation. Yeah. It's it's what you, it's how you build your move that I think is where the respect comes. Because I mean, like you said, if somebody's throwing you know, three or four super kicks in a, in a match, and then they end the match with a super kick. Why did the first four not do it? Yeah. Because they, it's, it's an oversaturated move. Yeah. It, it's, I work with a lot of guys um, that think that way, where they're like, not to throw it in, you know, everywhere, but the respect it. I'm not even going to attempt it until, you know, we told the story and we get to the place where it's it, it's appropriate. Well, I think the story though is right there is like seventy five percent. Yeah, like the other twenty five percent. If it's like a mediocre match, if the story's really good, you can oversee a lot of the flaws during the match. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. Like, um, who was I watching the other day? Uh, I was watching a match. Is WWE, I think it was Hogan versus Shawn. And there's a couple really big missteps in, and I don't know who miscommunication where, uh, but nobody talks about that. All I talk about is how great that story was, how great that match was. 
even in uh, the flair match Sean has, there's there's some miscues, but all you ever hear people talk about is, I love you. I'm sorry. Because the story. Yeah. You're, you're right. It's just like, um, I'm trying to think what fucking match it was. Uh, the Goldberg Undertaker match at Mount oh. uh, Jewel. The match absolutely sucked. And, because, and I think that a lot of the issues were there was no build up to it. There was nothing to it. It's just Undertaker versus Goldberg. You've never seen this before. And then the yeah. match. Uh, had that match been when, oh, uh, I can't remember when it was, but when Goldberg first came back, I want to say it was, wasn't 08. It was, I think it was like 2006, 2007. I think 2006. Yeah. When he first came back, had they built to that match at a WrestleMania, it would have stolen the show. Um, but I think the injuries on both ends and the fact that Goldberg had been out so long is probably that that probably didn't help much. And it was like you said, it was just thrown in there. Yeah, I mean, I understand. I mean, the Saudi people of Saudi Arabia must be entertained very easily. That's all I can say. <laughs> No storyline, nothing, just here you are. Well, I don't think any It's of like it. going in dry. That's what it's like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, it, was, it was rough. I'll, I'll give you that one. So do you have any funny stories to share during your wrestling career? Oh, I don't know. Some of them, I mean, I, I do. Jade, go lay down, sweetheart. Um, sorry, my dog is. Oh no, bro. Attention. Um, I, I, I have some, but I'm not sure if what the statute of limitations are. People might still be able to be prosecuted. Um, no, I, honestly, I it's have. Always, it's always the good ones that they can't stay on the air. Um, <laughs> most of it is just. Hanging out with the guys, man. Um, talking, you know, you know how guys are. You know, you got three of us in a in a car, and well, in my truck, um, and we're just cracking jokes on each other the whole time. And it's 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 something I surely missed. Um, I was kind of a loner growing up, and I didn't have a lot of friends, so. It wasn't a lot of like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with the guys. And even now, I don't really do a whole lot. But on the weekends when, you know, it's me, GDT, and the ultimate predator, Dennis Wolf, in a, in a car, it, it gets it's, – it's pretty fun. Uh, but, yeah, it's just simple, just joking on and cracking jokes and me contemplating leaving them both in, at a sheet's – <laughs> uh, I got one more time to touch my radio. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, if you ever do that, all I can say is no pictures on social media doesn't mean it didn't happen. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's no, there's no, no video proof of anything that ever goes down. And uh, so everything's hearsay. Yeah, yeah. With significant others for everybody, we don't, we don't. We don't need any of that. No, I'm, I'm kidding. There's never been anything that could get anybody in trouble. 
that you're willing to admit on the air? At least not at home. Okay, not at home. Okay. <laughs> Just frown upon in public. I'm sorry? Just frown upon in public. Oh, yeah. Uh, Just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, man. Uh, just hitting the road, man, traveling, working. I, I tend not to look too far into the future. I just want to I want to pay my bills. Wrestling is, is pretty much all I want. I don't care. You know, I'm not saying going to sit here and go like, I want to be in AEW or WWE or Impact, which I'm not going to turn down. But I just, I just want to be able to wrestle, man, and and pay my bills and not have to clock into a nine to five. Getting up at three in the morning to go to the gym is killing me. I have give flashbacks when I worked at Planet Fitness, and they wanted me to do the opening because it was a twenty four hour one, and I had to be there at three in the morning. Yeah, although I will say three in the morning at my gym, I work out at a place in in Galleon, Ohio called a fitness warehouse. And it's, it's great, man. At three in the morning, ain't nobody in there. That's why a lot of people work out. Until about like 30, I got like 30, 35 minutes, depending on the day uh, before uh, anybody else gets there. And the guy that comes in after that is one of my good friends. So it's, it's cool. You're just working out with your buddy. What are some of your more present day goals? Um, I got the third. I have a um, third of September. I have a match for uh, Southern Championship Wrestling in Zanesville, and uh, taking on a guy called uh, I don't think it matters. Uh, Hippie Dave for uh, a little belt he's got, and I, I I plan to take that from him. I, Plan to beat him within an inch of his life, almost something criminal. But uh, that and uh, I would love to just expand, man. Get bookings outside of Ohio, start traveling, maybe hit Tokyo or something. How about around the Massachusetts area? Uh, yeah, I. I'm, my ultimate goal is, goal is to wrestle at least in every state in the United States. And Puerto Rico. But Vermont has jack shit. <laughs> I mean, they look, that's, if we want to go to a wrestling event, we have to travel like two hours. Ooh. Like we, we literally have jack. Once in a while, there'll be a fair with a wrestling event, but it's like rare. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're pretty lucky here in Ohio, man. There's there's almost one every weekend. Oh, nice. Ohio's a pretty big wrestling state, so it's it's nice. Do you believe that it, I'm not saying AEW, you know, is the savior or anything, but AEW, their their spark, their revolution kind of open up more doors to independent wrestling, have people watch more independent wrestling? Um I believe that uh, AEW being what it, 
I mean, it blew up quick too. But um, any competition for anything is good for smaller things as well. Because like if Walmart and Kroger's are, are battling in the same city, well, mom and pop is going to do all right because people are going to want to see what their prices are. You know, so it's, I think with the expansion of talent that, you know, between AEW, WWE, Impact, um, it's put a lot of light on independent wrestling because it's kind of one of those things of, okay, who's going next? And so people are trying to look to see, okay, you know, who, who am I hearing about from the indies now? And it's really great, I think. Well, these days, AEW, during their like, YouTube shows, will have like someone from independent wrestling come up, get the crap kicked out of them by some AEW wrestler, and you never see that independent wrestler again on AEW. But people will follow on social media, man. They will follow on social media and see what this person's up to, you know, and five or six more fans is better than none. Yeah, um, that's, that's, that's always, I mean, anytime you can get on TV, it's, it's a good thing, you know, and man, those social media numbers, you'd be surprised how fast they'll climb once something like that happens, man. I've actually discovered a few wrestlers uh, through AEW's uh, YouTube thing. Yes, I mean, they, they take anybody, man. I, mean, yeah. I can see Aaron Black being up there getting so, quote-unquote his ass kicked by Wardrow in you know, AEW Dark. But still, you'd be on TV. I mean, I'm not going to turn down the payday. I mean, I'm a businessman. I'm not... <laughs> But uh, I don't I don't know if I could just go up there and just take a beating, you know, without without leaving leaving somebody feeling something, you know. Yeah. I mean, it was, make it entertaining at least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I might not win the fight, but they're gonna know they were in a fight. So, what other projects do you have coming up? Um. Right now, let's see here. The 27th, I got a show in Akron at the Akron Turner uh, Hall for a company called RCW, Rubber City Wrestling. Uh, then it's SCW, Southern Championship Wrestling in Zanesville. And then I think that's all I have in September. October 8th, I know I am in back home in Marion, Ohio for uh, Savage Anarchy Wrestling. Um, I don't know what I'm doing there yet. Uh, I know I've got my eyes on there, that heavyweight title that is being carried around by somebody who don't deserve it. But, you know, he cheated me out of it once. I'm not going to let him cheat me out of it again. See, that's where the disrespect is. I, it was that match that I messed my back up. Uh, I, I ended up putting uh, one of the uh, guys down, and the uh, good old paper champion threw me out the ring and took the pin. And 
came in the back door. Receipt is coming. Oh, it, oh yeah, it's, it's it's coming in a big way. But I have to thank him because it it, it made me look at what I was doing and uh, some changes are coming. Uh, with RCW, you know the heavyweight champion Schizo. Mm. I know of him. I I I've, I've shared got to share a locker room with him and. He's a great guy. He's pretty cool. Oh, the guy who plays him is pretty cool. But Schizo himself, <laughs> like, Jesus, if you shared a locker room with Schizo, where the fuck were you? <laughs> uh, he actually comes up to SCW and, and comes up there. And it was uh, an interesting, but, uh, interesting experience, I'll say that. And uh, Josh is going to be a co-host of the show in two weeks. On Tuesdays. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah he, I like him. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's a really good guy. I mean, he's helped me out a lot and wanted to get into the trade a little bit. And I was like, dude, why don't you just be a co-host instead of like doing all the heavy lifting? Now you, you'll see how the heavy lifting is done and you decide if you want to do it from there, from there or not. Yeah. So where can people find you on social media? Uh, Aaron Black um, on Facebook and Oh man, see, I wasn't prepared for that one. That was the one I wasn't prepared for. If you have to look at your phone, it gets you take your time. Yeah. What? Yeah, it is. Okay. I was like, because I repurposed my Instagram, but uh it, it is still um it's Gambit 0216 on Instagram. I don't know why or how that happened, but that's that's where we're at. Hey, but you're there. That's where your home is on Instagram. I, I guess. I've tried so... I mean, the name is Aaron Black, so that might work too, uh, but I can't... I'm not a tech guy, man. I, I know just enough to, to get everything turned on, and my phone is smarter than me sometimes. Even tech guys don't even know what Instagram's way of thought sometimes are. No, I, I know. It might have been when I was going to use it for my shoot life, and then I was like, I'm not doing that no more. I might have signed up when everyone was like, you need an Instagram, and I was like, sure. But now it seems to be the thing I'm on more than anything. Well, what's drama? Facebook is always drama. Twitter is always drama. Yeah. Instagram, you just get pictures. Yeah. Pictures, videos. I don't have to look at your comments. Yeah, that's the best way to be. So, Aaron Black, do you have any final words for the audience before we sign off? Uh, not, not really, man. I just hope to see you at the shows, man. When you come by the New England area, just the New England area in general, definitely catch yeah. a couple of those. Uh, I I was looking at that, man. There's a couple of places up there that I sent word to that my services are available. Try uh, Limitless Wrestling in Portland, Maine. All right. I, I'll look them up, man. Because they're a pretty good. They're a very popular. Uh, what you get, uh, seven years old, the place that they get like impact wrestlers going in and out there all the time and it's a really good organization all right man 
Yeah, I'm always looking for new places to go, man. New places, new experiences. That's what I'm about. I'm also about, you know, beating up people. That's number one, right? Yeah. Beating up people, but enjoy your land as well and your beautiful countryside as I kick your teeth in. Well, I mean, that's the business, right, man? You yeah, know? hey. Nothing personal? Yeah. No, no, it's never personal. Strictly business. Strictly business. Yeah. Sorry, just, you're just in the way of business. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show. I appreciate your time and wish you luck. I, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. And thank you for everyone who listened and watched this episode today. Until next time, I bid everyone adieu. Goodbye and good night. Thanks again, Aaron. Not a problem, man. Thank you. Take care. Yep, me too.